Hey, John Lim here. We're moving forward with episode 344, the write-up for last week's episode, 343, where I talk about the documentary, Won't You Be My Neighbor, is available on the website. Also on the website, the prior episodes of the films that I've covered so far in the summer movie series. While I'm uh, mentioning Won't You Be My Neighbor, I also want to give a shout-out and a recommendation for 2019's A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood that starred Tom Hanks in the lead role as Mr. Rogers. It is loosely based off of the um, article that was written by journalist uh, Tom Genode, who uh, does appear in the documentary Won't You Be My Neighbor? And it's more about... Uh, the relationship between this journalist who did a piece for, um, I believe it was Esquire for uh, on um, on Mister Rogers. It is a beautiful film. I really loved it. Uh, I won't be doing it as a review for this series, but I, I did want to give a shout out to it. And I recently just got it on physical media, and uh, I saw it in the theater, and and I've watched it uh, since I've gotten it on physical media, and it's it's just worth. Worth a watch if you enjoy Won't You Be My Neighbor. It's a nice companion film uh, that shows a different um, uh, time in Mr. Rogers' life. This one takes place during the late 90s, so uh, you might enjoy that one. Today, I'm going to talk about a completely different film, and as we're in the summer, and uh, I was thinking about this the other day, uh, which movie should I talk about next? And I fell into this rabbit hole quite by accident on YouTube where I watched a video. There was a YouTuber who was documenting her journey as a first-year law student. And uh, it was really interesting. I actually watched a couple of these videos. And when I went to law school in the late 90s, obviously YouTube wasn't around. This wasn't a thing. Uh, But I thought it was so interesting to see what it was like in the life of what they call a 1L, a first-year law student, just from the before uh, going to law school, the excitement, the nervousness, and then starting law school, getting adjusted to that whole um, environment in a different way of thinking and studying and the stresses that come with that, things like how do you maintain your health and and you know maintain a schedule, studying, final exams, the stresses that come with that, relationships and dating. And it got me thinking about a movie that I watched when I was in law school. And before I went to law school, uh, this was a movie that had been mentioned to me many, many times. It was. It's uh, from the 1970s. It's called The Paper Chase. It's a 1973 film. It's a, an older film. It's directed by James Bridges, and it's based on a novel by John J. Osborne. Uh, it is considered, at least at one point, it was considered must-view watching for anyone going to law school. And I say going to law school because I was warned not to watch it before I went to law school. And so I actually didn't watch it until I finished my first semester. I I came home for winter break after that long stretch. And if you know anything about law school, you pretty much get only one exam for the entire semester. The the final exam is it. You don't have a midterm. You don't really have a lot of quizzes for the most part. It's just everything is summed up in one exam that covers the entire course. And imagine having four or five of these 
uh, as a first-year law student. It's very stressful. And, and in fact, if you've been to law school or if you know anyone who's gone to law school, uh, the consensus seems to be that the first year is definitely the hardest in terms of the workload, getting acclimated to a new way of thinking, to reading very esoteric language, and there's a lot of stress that comes with that. So I actually rented the paper chase. I was excited to see it after I was finished with finals because by that point, I'm already in. I'm already committed to law school, and I, I, nothing was going to sway me from it. So the paper chase and also Scott Tarot's 1L uh, were both recommended and at the time were cited as the quintessential must-read and in the case of the paper chase, must-view material for anyone in law school. And so I had waited until finals and I don't know if they're still considered such because both the paper chase and uh, 1L are fairly old. They they came out decades ago. Even and when I went to law school, they were old then. So uh, I don't know how much it captures the the first year experience in a modern sense. And so uh, there have been a lot of uh, other films since and TV shows. So I think of you know Legally Blonde is another one that came out uh, I think in the early 2000s, which may have been seen as more of an update on uh, the experience, if not a little exaggerated. But um, The Paper Chase was always seen as this classic, and it's what I want to talk about today. It is a movie that I revisit often, and uh, it's a summer. I think of it as a summertime movie, even though, oddly enough, it takes place mostly during the fall and the winter. And the reason why is because by the end of the film, by the time these students, and let me give you a synopsis of the story briefly, it's really about these first-year law students who are at Harvard Law, considered uh, widely considered the most prestigious or one of the most pre- prestigious law schools in the country, surviving their first year. And at the very end, it's the summer. So I actually think of The Paper Chase as an end-of-year movie, even though my association with it was watching it after my fall exams and in the winter. Uh, but it's a movie I have tended to revisit over the summer. And it I will say if you are a law student, if you just finished your first year or if you're in a graduate school program, this is a movie that I think is worth checking out. And now that your first year is behind you, now that you're in summer vacation, this should be, I would say this is a good time to watch it, especially with the holiday weekend ahead of us where you've survived your first year. By the way, congratulations to any law students listening to this. Congratulations. That is no easy feat. And I do think from my own experience, the first year was the hardest. It is worth checking out. So let's talk a little bit about this. A couple of highlights that I want to hit. The score, the musical score is composed by the legendary John Williams, who is best known for so many classics such as Star Wars, E.T., uh, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, and uh, so many movies, Jurassic Park, you name it. He's a legend, and he composed the score for this one. It's not the most memorable score, but it is one that I think is enjoyable. I think it complements the movie very well. I don't think it's it's one of Williams' best-known work. It's certainly not up there with, say, something like Harry Potter, but I think it is a—I a, like it. I think it works for this movie. Um, and in terms of the cast, most of you, especially if you've just graduated from law school, uh, 
you know, even my generation uh, as a Gen Xer, a lot of these actors I only vaguely recognized. A lot of them were mostly TV actors and theater actors from the 70s and 80s. You didn't really have a lot of big movie stars. And in fact, this wasn't uncommon back then that in the 70s you would sometimes have movies like this with ensemble casts where you really didn't have a movie star. You didn't have um, someone who was really uh, carrying a lot of marquee value in the lead. It was really an ensemble cast made up of actors many of whom worked in television or the theater. And so my guess is if you are uh, just starting law school and maybe you're, you're a millennial or Gen Zer, you, you may not recognize any of these people. Some of the people you may vaguely have re- remembered for some films, some of the cast have appeared in some, some films in minor roles and supporting roles. But for the most part, I don't think you're going to recognize a lot of the cast here. So I'll just give you a rundown. Uh, of the cast. Timothy Bottoms, he's, if there is a central character, I would say it's him. He plays uh, a character named James Hart. He's uh, representing kind of the nice Midwestern guy. He he graduates, uh, I think he mentions from the University of Minnesota, makes it to Harvard Law School. You've got Edward Herman, who actually, uh, the late great Edward Herman was a uh, a phenomenal actor, and he appeared through many TV shows and films in a lot of supporting roles, as well as main uh, cast roles and character roles uh, throughout um, the 80s, 90s, into the 2000s. And he plays, this is, I think, one of his early roles. He's very young in here. He plays a character named Thomas Anderson, who's sort of this... uh, Brainiac. He's the quintessential bookworm brainiac. He's very, very much the typical, uh, you know, person who will read material and is very. He comes off as very calculating. And in fact, I think at one point, uh, when when the students are sniping at each other, he is he's he's uh, referred to as a um, as a robot. Uh, and then you've got Graham Beckel, who's another character actor who's actually done quite a bit of work. Um, he plays a a legacy character, and you'll always find at at law schools, especially prestigious ones, you'll find uh, students who uh, come from families that have a tradition or a connection to the school. And he plays a character named Franklin Ford the Third. And as he explains, you know, his father and his father's father both went to Harvard Law School. James Naughton, he plays a character named Kevin Brooks. He's also someone who appeared in a lot of TV shows throughout the 80s and 90s. And as far as I know, I think he's still acting today. He plays a character who happens to have a photographic memory, but ends up struggling throughout the first year. And then you've got um, uh, Craig Richard Nelson. I think he was a character actor, did a lot of theater and some TV and film. He plays this character named Willis Bell, and he's that character whose father is a very successful property lawyer. So he comes into law school already knowing a lot about property, which is one of the first-year courses. And so he comes off as this know-it-all. And you've got this motley crew, and these characters end up in a study group. And that's one of the things that law school tends to be very clicky. Uh, you're divided into sections. You're pitted against the, one another. It's just the nature of the beast. And what ends up happening is that people will gravitate towards each other. And from day one or even earlier, people will seek out other uh, high performers or who they perceive to be high performers and invite them into a study group. The other uh, cast, I'm, uh, just to mention, Lindsay Wagner. She plays 
uh, Susan Field. She is the love interest of Timothy Bottoms' character, James Hart. And they have kind of a tumultuous relationship, especially as Hart uh, realizes or discovers who Susan actually is. And I won't give it away uh, in this in this review. I know we're way past spoilers, but I tried to keep these spoiler-free, assuming that a lot of you haven't seen these movies. And, uh, of course considered um maybe considered the main character or a huge supporting role is the late great john hausman who plays professor kingsfield uh he is he plays the contracts professor who terrifies these students as they're going through their first year and um what is interesting about john hausman he's very recognizable even if you don't know the name when you see him You'll probably recognize him from some older films and TV shows if you've watched any. And uh, he, as I recall, was a theater professor who this was his actual first on-screen role. And he was already uh, up there in years. So he's playing a, a senior role. He's playing a professor, a very tenured professor. And he got not only an Academy Award nomination, but he won I believe it was for Best Actor. It might have been Supporting Actor. I don't recall off the top of my head. But he got his first nomination and win win for this role, a role that he would actually go on to reprise later, which I'll talk about uh, a little bit later in this episode. Um, so that's essentially the plot. These law students, these personalities, these very strong personalities start out as – uh, more or less collegial friends, but as they're going through law school, they are facing a lot of stress. They're facing a lot of pressure from the fact that final exams pretty much make up everything, or at least in the minds of these students, final exams are your one shot to get good grades, to make it onto the law review, which is considered the honor society of law school, and then to get a good job. So there's a whole lot of pressure on top of the pressure of just being in a new environment in a new new uh, school. So uh, as I mentioned, Hart is, I would say, the, the central character in terms of the students. He is navigating his um, environment. He Again, he's portrayed as this kind of nice Midwestern guy who who has ambition and wants to do great things. And then he develops a relationship with Susan, who is not a law student, uh, although she has a connection to the law school, which Hart discovers later. And basically, it's all about these uh, students, these characters surviving in this strange microcosm this insular world of law school, which to an outsider can seem very strange. In fact, when I came home for that first semester, trying to explain what the experience was like to friends and family who were not lawyers or did not go to law school, there's sometimes it's sometimes hard to understand. Um, but uh, that's basically it. That's the story. And I would say if you have just finished your first year of law school, I would check out this film. And I'm going to remove the warning that was given to me uh, when I went to law school. I don't, if you have just gotten into law school and you're enrolling or matriculating this fall, congratulations, by the way, check out this movie. I don't think you have to wait. It's not necessarily going to be reflective of what your experience is like just because this is such an old film. And, um, you know, today does not look like, I mean, 2021 is not 1973. 
Uh, I will uh, point out some things which I think are really well done in this movie. Uh, Notably, Gordon Willis is the cinematographer, and he is best known for the original Godfather movie. And he did a magnificent job with the Godfather. There's some iconic shots and scenes in that movie. He does a magnificent job in the paper chase. And in fact, you see some similarities between the the lighting and the mood between the paper chase and the godfather there are a lot of muted tones there are a lot of wide panoramic shots establishing the drama of the setting and the scene and it's very sweeping and and there's there's kind of this you know dramatic overtones and that's what you see in a movie like the paper chase and again gordon willis's cinematography is outstanding i mentioned that john williams does the score i think the performances are great uh these are all very trained actors uh even though they weren't movie stars or necessarily uh, uh recognizable uh actors i think they do a great job and are very believable as first-year law students. All right, The Good. So I'm going to wrap this up. The Good, I think it's a pretty decent portrayal of the stress of the first year. When I saw this movie, there were some parts that made me really laugh just because I had experienced some of that. I don't know how much will resonate today because I don't know what the first-year law student experience is like today, uh, even compared to when I went to law school. It might be very different. Uh, but I think there are going to be some hints of things that you will recognize in terms of the the general stress of a new environment, a new school, the competitiveness, the clickiness of study groups, the sniping and the, you know, everyone kind of starting out as friends and then getting on each other's nerves. I think that's pretty accurately portrayed. As I mentioned, the cinematography is beautiful with uh, shots of Harvard Law School and some interesting trivia Uh, For this movie, only the exteriors at Harvard were filmed, and then the interior shots in the classrooms and the different locations were actually shot in Toronto. The negatives. This is clearly not a current film, but that shouldn't take away from your enjoyment of watching it. I, I wouldn't go into this as a primer on what the law school experience is like in 2021. In fact, I didn't watch it with the experience or the expectation that this is an accurate uh, portrayal of what I was going through, although I saw things that I definitely recognized. Um, There were some minor characters which I would have liked to have seen get more screen time. Uh, There's an actress named Blair Brown who was also well-known in theater and TV. She has a minor role as a female law student, Miss Ferranti, and then she has a couple of scenes. I would have liked to have seen more with her. It would have been interesting if she had been in this study group, which uh, you know essentially was just all men. Uh, But to have this... uh, this female law student. And at the time, there weren't that many female law students at law school, much less at Harvard Law School. That would have been an interesting dynamic to explore. I will say that the chemistry between um, Timothy Bottoms and Leslie Wagner as James Hart and Susan Fields, I don't feel the chemistry there. I just don't think that their relationship ever clicks. And, and, I like Lindsay Wagner. I, she, some of you, you know, if you're if you grew up in the '80s, you may remember her. She was most famous for a show called The Bionic Woman, uh, and this is one of her early young roles. I don't know that she's correctly cast in this role because I just don't know that she has really any chemistry with Timothy Bottoms. On the other hand, you could argue that their relationship is a reflection of how much the stress of law school 
can put a strain on any relationship, on dating. Dating in law school is extremely difficult, and, and maintaining a relationship is extremely difficult. And so, you know, you could argue it both ways. Uh, the other criticism I have is that this only portrays one class. The focus here is on contracts. The other classes are mentioned. I would have liked to have seen uh, maybe some more scenes and interactions with other professors. However, this is one movie. Uh, another interesting piece of trivia is that a series was actually adapted out of the paper chase, followed the, the same characters uh, through all three years of law schools. I think it actually lasted six seasons, so I think they stretched out the three-year period over six uh, seasons. It started out on CBS and then uh, later moved to Showtime. Uh, I think it was Showtime or HBO, I can't remember. And what was interesting is all the, the law students were recast with different actors. Only John Houseman came back to reprise the role of Kingsfield, and I think this was after he won the Academy Award. So he actually does reprise this role. Uh, and what's other also interesting is that the show... Uh, explores a lot more in depth about law school. So the show shows uh, portrays different classes, and obviously it goes beyond the first year, and and all of that. Um, what's interesting as a, a piece of trivia is that while Harvard is mentioned by name in the movie, it is not, as I understand, because I haven't seen the entire series. I've only seen a couple of episodes. It is not mentioned by name in the show, even though it's heavily implied that that's where they're located. Uh, one other piece of trivia, the Kingsfield character. I think this was, uh, you know, today we're used to seeing characters, especially in a franchise like Marvel. Uh, we'll see characters appear in different films and different iterations and different uh, uh, sequels and spinoffs. Kingsfield was sort of an early version of that, I think unintentionally. So he starts out in the movie. He appears in the series the paper chase, which is really not connected to the film because the, the series is really just basically an expanded retelling of the original novel. But he also made an appearance as the John Houseman made an appearance as the Kingsfield character on a very short lived sitcom called The Associates, which was about a, a law firm. Uh, in Boston, and it was a sitcom. It was really weird, and I happened to see it, I think, on like a TV land thing uh, where Nick at Night, which I don't know if that exists anymore, where they used to show vintage TV. And so Kingsfield actually was this character who who expanded beyond the bounds of that first film. Anyway, so that's it. Uh, the Paper Chase, I do think it's worth checking out. It is. Uh, I don't know if it's as widely discussed today as it was uh, back when I was in college and law school. But I do think it is worth uh, watching, especially if you are in law school or have just finished your first year or are about to enroll in the first year this fall. My rating, I will give this a solid four stars out of five. Where can you watch this? Now, there's the tricky part. This movie is not easy to find. I would try Hoopla. I, I scanned my library. It didn't have it. Um, it's really difficult to find. It's not a movie that you're going to find often on streaming just because it's one of those older films that I don't think is as much uh, on the radar anymore. So um, your best bet would be to find it on physical media uh, or stream it or rent it on uh, Amazon. And I'll have uh, affiliate links to those in the write-up. Anyway, that's it for today. I, I hope you're enjoying the summer movie series. The write-up for this week's episode will be available soon. I'm going to try to get it out uh, this weekend, if not early next week.
I hope everyone has a great, safe 4th of July holiday weekend, and I'll be back next week.